Markets. We are joined by Amanda Lang, host of Taking Stock with Amanda Lang on BNN Bloomberg. Good morning, Amanda. Good morning. Uh, I always like being able to reflect on some of the stories of the week and get your special insight. And one of the stories we were talking about, I think yesterday, was Frito-Lay hiking prices by 10 and 11 percent on chips. Now, I don't think Mm -hmm. anybody's going to argue that they are an essential, but I think in the average family, a bag of chips here or there is something you want to be able to have. And now they're getting more expensive. Yeah, and maybe essential on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, you, you definitely don't want this kind of item to be something that people have to think about. I mean, a bag of chips is the kind of thing we don't think about, right? A uh, 10% price jump is something that you notice, you feel. It will probably change people's decisions. And everybody may remember that Frito-Lay was at the center of the big fight with Loblaws um, a year and a half ago or so, when Loblaws stopped, or not even that long ago, stopped carrying them because they couldn't agree on the price increase that PepsiCo which owns Frito-Lay, wanted to have. Uh, this is an example of it is a supply chain issue. It is, uh, it's obviously in the cost of production, so the chip maker needs to raise their prices. And, and finally, the grocery is saying, fine, I'm just going to pass it on. I can't do anything else. Usually, groceries try to negotiate a better, a better price or, or eat the price themselves. When it's this big, they simply can't do that. This is going to be an irritant, there's no question. On the show this evening, you're going to be dealing with a few topics, including what red tape is costing the healthcare system. How does that work? This is an amazing story. So the Canadian Federation of Independent Business, this is Red Tape Awareness Week. So, But they did this, they actually conducted some research, and it's based in Nova Scotia, but it looks at the number of hours doctors in Canada spend on unnecessary paperwork and administrative work. And they found that it's a collective 18 and a half million hours. So based on how they see patients, they they calculate they could be seeing 55 and a half million more patients a year if they didn't have to do this work. And they're, they're basically they're, they're using it as a way in to say there's probably a lot of stuff that a lot of businesses have to do because that's what a doctor is. Let's face it, that they shouldn't do. But in this case, it's just ahead of a meeting next week with the premiers and the feds to talk about health care and money and more money. And their point is, hey, how about we actually stop wasting doctors time as part of this process? We could do it if we figured out where these this unnecessary work is happening and actually do it smarter and have other people do it, for heaven's sakes. Don't have your doctor be doing filing or any other administrative work they don't need to do. You'll be having a conversation in the show as well about this delicate balance of trying to raise bank rates to cool an economy, but almost inevitably we end up cooling it too much. Yeah, we're talking to Dave Rosenberg, and anybody who knows that name will know that he's pretty gloomy about what's ahead. And it was just a useful reminder because for everybody who's saying, oh, thank God, you know, I'm hanging on at this high new rate of my mortgage payments, but at least the end is in sight. His point is, once a central bank stops raising rates, and even once they start cutting rates, then the recession is upon us. It takes a long time for that economic slowdown to hit. So his warning is, there could still be real economic pain. He doesn't believe it's going to be a, an easy recession. He thinks it'll be a normal recession where jobs get lost. Um, and meanwhile, we'll still have these high rates for a little while between here and there. So the question is, you know, before you get the ease off of your mortgage costs, is it because there's a terrible recession and your job's at, at risk? I hate to be so gloomy on a Friday morning, but there there it is. It's a bit of a warning because we've. I think a lot of us have been sort of thinking this is almost over. Uh, and he's here to say 
It might not be. It might just be the typical business cycle, and we're going to go through some nasty stuff before it's over. Okay. Well, I mean, it is gloomy, but I, I don't mm-hmm. tend to be as gloomy about the next quarter and the quarter after that, but I guess we'll see when we get there. That's the thing. Even at the Bank of Canada, they closed the doors, and a bunch of economists who are the smartest minds in economics in Canada sit there and argue with each other. Exactly. Nobody really knows. Yeah. Okay. So uh, why is the U.S. government taking on uh, Google? So this is an interesting one because, of course, Google is huge. It dominates its markets. They say that in ad technology, so when you're searching and the ads pop up, Google is using its dominance to stifle all competition. It really does. It's the major player in every part of that market. The interesting part of this, John, is this is a technology none of us will live without, right? It's it's pretty central to a lot of people's operations. And yet we're now kind of rear guard actioning, trying to say, how do we make sure this doesn't get too big? Uh, we do this a lot. We let things happen and then we figure out how to fix it instead of along the way saying, hey, this shouldn't get this big. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what the... This is the U.S. Department of Justice, the U.S. government going after them. Will they break it up? It's hard to picture, but that's sort of where we're at here. And they're not the only big tech com- company that's too big, right? Amazon is too big, arguably. Microsoft, a lot of them are just huge. Uh, and it's just a question of whether lawmakers can actually do anything or whether we just say, you know what? Yes, it's more expensive. We don't even know how it's costing us, but we like it, so leave it alone. Yeah, I don't even know. Does anybody use any other search engines? I remember years ago, I used to say that Bing couldn't find Bing on the internet. (laughs) So interestingly, actually, somebody, I I have not verified this, but I'm going to toss it out there. But Bing apparently is sold as a private label. So so companies and the like buy that search technology and use it. So Microsoft's apparently actually still making money in search. But yes, Google is the dominant player in, in sort of consumer facing and for sure in the ad markets, like the numbers are staggering. The they way it dominates um, ads in, in search. So it owns that business. If somehow the, the U.S. government could t- whittle that away from them, it'll really hurt Google. So if you have, by the way, if you're an investor in the stock, pay attention to this, this story because this could have implications for that. Uh, but it's an interesting kind of David and Goliath, or maybe it's a Goliath and Goliath story yeah. about trying to kind of take on this huge tech company and, and bring it down to size. Thanks a lot for this. Looking forward to the show. Have a great time off. Um, Amanda Lang is the host of Taking Stock with Amanda Lang on BNN Bloomberg, CTV News Channel, and CP24. And you can hear Taking Stock with Amanda Lang at 10 p.m. tonight on News Talk 1010.